We just finished off saying that a person should what? That the person should daven with tibur because an israel We have a different pasuk the source that a person should daven with tibur. This is what Hashem said during an israel and that's when I answered you. It says like this. The Pasuk says that for surely Hashem kill Kabir. Kabir is a language, the Rivon says that Kabir is a language of Rabbim. So God does not moise, he's not despised, he doesn't push aside the Rabbim. And it also writes that he, Hashem, redeemed with Shalim my nefesh, myself. Mikarevli, and he was, he drew me close, because a lot of people were with me. So since Melech davened with a lot of people, that's why people weren't able to hurt him, that people weren't able to get to him. Tani Nami he was also taught in Abrai, so Rabbi Nassan, Rabbi Nassan says, How do we know that Hashem doesn't push aside, he's not discussed with the prayers of the, of the, the Rabbim? Shnem the same possible that Hashem doesn't push aside the Kabi or the Rabbim, right? and also that Hashem saved David Melech from those who were trying to attack him. So now, we have a whole new statement. says Hashem, anyone who steigs in learning, and does chesed, and he damns with the tzibor, mala ni alav ki'ilu I consider it as if, what? As if he redeemed me, Hashem, and as if he redeemed my children from all the nations of the world. Now, what's it mean Hashem was needed to be redeemed? The Bismafashem say the Yenyankiv, that we know the Pasuk says, that Hashem goes with Klai Yisrael wherever they have distress. So if Klai Yisrael is in Galas, so then Hashem Kavyachal is also in Galas. So a person does Torah. Kimus Chasadim and Tfila, then it's as if tantamount uh, Hashem was redeemed. Yeah. Fidaani is redeemed? Yes, right, like Pidyo, Podeh, Right? Good. So now, now that we're discussing the beautiful Mailas of Torah, Aveda, and Gimnus Chasadim, and especially Tfli Vatsibor, comes along Rish Lakish and says a new statement, Amarish Lakish, anyone who has a shul in his city, and he doesn't go to that shul, the Ispalel, to pray, he's called a bad neighbor, because it says, here, behold, this is what Hashem said, right? that he says, these are called the Shechinim Rayim, that are, we gave the Nachal to Yisrael, and they wouldn't become a part of it. So now, is a diok here, the Mepharshim say, it has to have to be the Eroi, but sometimes the basic Knesset was in the Sode, it was outside the ear. If it's outside the ear, so then, you're not called a Shachin Ro. So even though you might have a Chiv to go, but like the Gemara says, you guys are learning the fourth parak, you might have to walk four mil forward in order to go 72 minutes to find a Shul to down with a minion. If it's outside the ear, you're not called a Shachin Ro. Yeah. So now... And not only are you called a shachin ro, if you don't go to Daman and Shul, 
But he also causes an exile to himself and to his children. Shnema, like it says in the Pasuk, I'm going to kick them off the land. And the house of Yehuda, I'm going to uproot from with the midst. So not only are you called a Shachin Roh, but you and your children will be brought into Galas. Not you, kill you. You, the greater you. You who don't do this. One second, one second. One second. Says the Gemara, there are old people in Bavel. So if the old people in Bavel, how come they weren't kicked out? Right? They should also go into Galas. Right? With the rest of them. So how could it be? Although it says that when you keep the mitzvahs, there's the man yibu yemechem v'yemechem al ho'adama on the land in Eretz Yisrael, and yet there's old people in Babel. So how could that be? How could there be old people in Gavos? Avol chutz la'aretz lei. Since they're in chutz la'aretz, you shouldn't be able to get old. Even if you do keep mitzvahs, you don't have that bracha. So says the Gemara, kibin da'amri lei, kibin da'amri lei, mekadmi mechashi lei k'nishta, amar ha'inu da'ainu la'aretz, ha'inu da'anu lehu. I'm sorry, that's why it helped. They, what happened? They were makdim umashchich lebeikinishta. Now, what's it mean? They were makdim umashchich lebeikinishta. So Rashi says they were makdim. They came to Shacharis early, and they were makshich. They went left Mariv late. Mm-hmm. Now, usually it's the opposite, right? Usually a person comes late to Shacharis, and why did they come late to Shacharis? Because they were shlofing. So here it's dafka. If you do the opposite, if you do the opposite, you come to Shacharis early. You shtaig. You get up at six o'clock. Chazer three daf, and then. You go to Shacharis, so then that's Mekadmi. What's Mechashchi? Everyone's there for Mariv on time. How do I know? Because you just have a Mincha. So you stay, you're there for Mincha. Now you're there for Mariv early. But stay after Mariv. To sit and learn a little bit after Mariv, that's already a Chashavazach. So these people, they were Mekadmi and Mashchi, the Beishkanishta, and that's why they were able to live a long life in Babel. Now, tangentially, the Ari Shirun that disagree with this, the Torah maybe says, learns everything's going on Shachris. They went to Shachris early, they stayed late, they did learning, etc. Fine, but Rashi learns like that. Kedamad of Yeshua Benevi, the Vnei, like Rabbi Yeshua Benevi said to his children, Kedimu v'chashichu v'ayla b'kinishtu. You should go early and you should stay late when you go to the shul. Kihechi the Torah chai. Notice that you have a long life. So you want a long life, you don't have to exercise, just come to shul early and leave shul late. What's it mean that happy is the person that listens to me to stay on guard and my doors, plural, every day to guard the entryway to my, ent- to, to my, to my dwellings. And it writes afterwards, A certainly fine life. So Amar of Chizda, Rav Chizda explained, that a person should always go when they go into Daven, they should enter Shnei Psachim. Rashi learned Shnei Psachim means that they should enter the distance of two Psachim. Each Pesach was four Tfachim wide, so he should go in eight Tfachim. Why? Because if he stands within the eight Tfachim of the entrance, it looks like he's halfway out the door. Uh-uh, that was something else. That's if he's dominating in the back. 
and he's looking out the back. And the, right, but here is telling you that when you go in, you should go in all the way because if you don't go in all the way, it looks like you're ready to run out. Now, nafkamina is ah, that was a different din. This is a din of going in two psachim. There's a different din now that if you have a makam kavua that's within eight tefachim, so then it's totally fine because everyone knows it's a makam kavua, not a problem. That the mechitzer shekel already brings that kula. The tour learns that this din is going that you should have two doors into your shul. That you should have a door and then another door into the place where you daven. Mm-hmm. The reason he says is is because if you go straight into the shul, so then it looks like maybe you're davening to an emtsai, that there's someone, a middleman between you and Hashem. But if there's a hallway that's created by having two doors, so if you're davening to a middleman, so then Kilo God's in the inner chamber and you're davening on the outside through the middleman. But if you go through the hallway and then you go into the shul where Hashem is, so then that's a sign that you're davening to Hashem. And that the, the Mishnah Brewer brings that down, that Yerushamayim, it's a good thing to have two, two psachim, two different doors into your shul. It's always a Pesach. It could be, yeah. When, when, did this, when did this rationale become a thing? We should have a, a hallway before we enter the main base measure? The time of the Gemara. Rebchista brings this Joshua. Azais yispalo kol chosid alecha leis metzai. This is what each chassid he tries this person should daven for and the proper time. I said, I skipped a line. Shnei psachim salkataytuch. Did you mean really two doors? I'm sorry, I slept in the middle of Joshua when he went into the Eden. He says, Add a go in to Psachim and then you should daven. Good. This is what each chassid he tries this person to daven to you, Hashem, at the proper time. Amen of Chanino. The Chinina said as follows, the Ismetzai, what's the Ismetzai? What's it mean, the, 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 the proper time, the time of finding? Zul Isha. This is the proper time, is when you find a wife. Shene'emar, Mitzi Isha Matzatev. That if you find a wife, you found goodness. Bemarova, now, is an interesting thing. In, the, in Eretz Yisrael, Kinasiv Inish Itzasa, when a man would marry a lady, Amrile, they would say to him, Hachi, the fast following. Your wife, is she a matzah lady or is she a matzah lady? Now, what's the difference? Matzah, if she's a matzah lady, if it's a matzah, that means it's going, it's alluding to the pasuk. If you find a wife, you find good, and that brings out divine providence, divine will. Or is she a matzah? What's a meitzah? Like it says in the Pasuk, I find my wife more bitter than death itself. So at, at the Hasana, in Eretz Yisrael, Yishalayim Ayyidin, they would go over to a guy, Shiamot Saramat Tzadik. Yeah? Yeah. What's by you? What's the Yipak that They'll bring out, the Nafik is they'll bring out, they'll derive, they'll extract from Hashem. There's a big discussion here, the Chavetz Chaim talks about this in Hilchas Hashan Horo. There's, you know, he goes and he says, Big Chidushim. The Pashib Shah is not Hashan Horo because it was not a Shaila here. The Gemara says, the Gemara says, Amri, Amri lay. They would tell him, it doesn't Shaila lay, it doesn't Boy lay. They didn't ask, they weren't telling him the answer. It was a way, they said a certain statement of saying, like, obviously, it's his wedding night. It was a matzah isha matzah It wasn't an expression. It was a colloquialism. But it's like a, it's 
so we didn't say someone on the white night. Then like you make them so paranoid. Like, wait, shoot. I don't know. Guys, guys, Adaraba. The fact that there are people that have a mitzvah, he's going to feel so great because it's a wedding night and he knows his wife is the most wonderful lady that ever existed. I can't wait, wait. Come, can you come sit over here? You're behind me. I, don't, I can't even see you. So what's the Eismetzel? Shtaigin, learning. Shneemar, like it says, that you certainly find life. What's it mean, Eismetzel? Zumisa, that's death. Shneemar, lamus tutsos. Lamus tutsos, that you're going to end up finding death. Taninami hachi, it was also taught similarly in Abraisa. Teishemeus v'shleishemine misa nevril ba'ilam. The 903 different types of death that Hashem created in the world. Shneemar lamavis tutsos. Like it says, for death is tutsos, tutsos gematria hachi. Tutsos is gematria 903. How do we know? Because two tofs is 400 each, 800 sadis are 90. Plus two vavs is 12, that brought us up to 902, plus the aleph is 903. So, Totsos, Gematria, 903, there's 903 different types of death in the world. So, Habu. Hachi Havel, that's the Gematria, Hachi Havel, period. Kasha Shibakulon, Askara. The most difficult out of all of them is something called Askara. Askara, we'll see soon what it is. Nicha Shibakulon, Nishika. The easiest one out of them is something called Nashika. So what's Askara? It's Damya Kechizra Begivavoda Amra. Dela'achurri Noshra. So this means it's like if you have a ball of cotton. Huh? If you have a ball of cotton that gets caught in a thing of uh, a bush of thorns, so when you rip the cotton out, that's what it feels like in your throat. That's called Askara, right? Not so comfortable. Askara, what has it? What's the, each one? Kechizra. Kechizra is a thorn. Begivava da Amra, in a bundle of wool. The Achori Nasha, that when it got caught in it. Vidiika da Amri, Kipituri befi Veshet. And some people say it's like Kipituri befi Veshet, and it's a person that wants to take. Um, like a person wants to take. Uh, a rope out of a hole that gets like stuck in it. So you're trying to pull and it doesn't fit through the hole. I guess there's a knot in it. And you're trying to pull it out. That's askara. That feeling of being like stuck. You can't breathe. It's a choking, scratching, uncomfortable feeling. Suffocation. Not suffocation. It's more like also like you're getting ripped apart. Like imagine thorns so, and so wool. Yeah. Nashika. What's nashika? It's like taking out a hair from milk. Right, pretty straightforward, yeah. painless. It says that Misha Rabbeinu died by Meshika, Aaron Akain died by Meshika, Miriam and Avia died by Meshika. Right, fine. Rav Yechon and Amar Le'ismet Tzayzuk Furo. What's the Ismet Tzayzuk? What's burial? Amar of Chenina Maikro. What's the Pasuk? Hasmechim Ilai Gili Asisu Kim Tzayzuk Kever. That there'll be Mitzah Kever. So that Mitzia Matzah is Kever. Amar Rabbah Bar Rav Shila Ha'inu Damri Inshi. That's what people mean. To, that's why we have a colloquialism. People said, that you should ask, a person should always ask for mercy, even up to the last shovel full of dirt that they throw onto their, onto, onto their own kever. Because it's, that's the Yisrael. That's the Yisrael. 
What's base mitzel? What's an ace rotsen? It's a base kisei. The bathroom. Why? And in Yerushalayim, in the Yerushalayim, they always just say that marzutra, who said the base kisei, is the best. Why? Because the base kisei used to be out in the fields. Every time they had to go to the bathroom, they had to run out to the field, they had to leave the city. So if a base kisei goes to you, that's the most important thing. That's the biggest chesed. That's a mitzia already. Yeah, Tell us some of those wonderful, unbelievable teachings that you said in the name of Chista, regarding the halachas of Bekinishta. So he responded, I have a whole repertoire of teachings from Chista about what happened in Shul. So Amalei Hachi, he said as follows Amalei Chista, this is what Chista said. My dichsiv oav Hashem sharetzien mikol mishkenes Yaakov. What's it mean that Hashem loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob? Yeah, what's that mean? So Eiv Hashem, Hashem loves Sharim Hamutzionim b'Halacha, the gates which are Mitzuyin b'Halacha, the Batei Midrash which are connecting and learning the Yomim of Alayla day and night. Yosei loves them more mi'Batei Knesias and Batei Drushes, more from the shuls and more from the base midrashes. The shuls, the base midrashes, they only have learning about cry. You learned a few minutes here, you learned an hour there. But the Shara Mitzuyin Bahalacha, the Bis Midrash, the, the, the Yeshivas, where the Shtaigin learning, Yom Avalayla, that's what Hashem loves the most. And that's what Rav Chiba Ami said, in the name of Ula, from the day that the Bais Amikdash is destroyed, the only thing that Hashem has in this world are the Arba Amas Avalacha, the place where people are steiging, Yim and Balayla, the Yeshivas, where they're learning Torah, that's where you can find Hashem Yisparach. This came up before. The teaching? Yeah. And before was where... Yeah. Correct. It came up before. Now, Now that we've said that the most, the place where HaKadosh Baruch was found the most is the Sharam of Bahalach and the Yeshivas more than the Shuls. So then, He said, I used to learn in my house and I used to go to Shul to David. But came into Shaman Ami. But after I heard the statement from Rukhiaba Ami Meshmeda Ula in the name of Ula, so then that that we only have that Hashem only has his four four Amas of Allah Bilvad, then Habi Mitsilna Elahikna. I would only Davin why died. So it sounds like huh? Oh, so good. This is a question that Yishenim, the Peskim, deal with. What's that mean? Would Abaye only daven be Echidus? Or Abaye would change what he was learning? He daven with a minion. Or maybe only he started davening with a minion in his house. So the Ben learns that here he would daven be Echidus. But it doesn't necessarily apply nowadays. Because, you know, what it calls why? Because Abaye, we're talking about? Yeah. We're talking about Abaye. Abaye was Tarasu Manasso. He was a person that his whole life was steiging and learning. So it could be that he didn't have to daven bechlal. We know that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai v'chaveira v'etzteros v'manal se'apater from tefillah. So Abaye didn't hold of himself, maybe. He still davened, but since it was teros v'manal he was able to daven in his own house, he was pater from Indian. The Rambam disagrees. The Rambam learns that even though he would daven at home, he wouldn't go to shul, 
He would daven with a minion. He would bring a minion to his house. Ah, he would bring a minion to his house. What's the Chiddush? He was daven with a minion anyway. So there, the Rabbi Yonah speaks out according to the Rambam. The Chiddush is that you might think that you have to daven in shul because bereivam hadras melech. We know that there's a mile of davening with, it's advantageous to daven with a, a, a larger plethora of people. But the Maila, the benefit of davening, the Makam Ashkina, the Makam we learned, took precedence over that din of Revam. That's how the Rebbe Yerun learns Prashant the Rambam. Revami, Revasi, Revami, Revasi, even though there was 13 shuls in Tiberia, they only learned where between the two pillars that were they stag together. Same dinim, right, as we just spoke out. It's greater for a person who gets that benefit from his own handiwork more than a person who is Yerushalayim. Why? What's that mean? A person who has an honest profession and steigs, you know, is more important, it's bigger than a person who just is Yerushalayim. How do we know? Because regarding Yerushalayim, Ksiv, Happy is the person who fears God. But a person who derives benefit from his own handiwork, it says that a person who eats from his own handiwork, happy is you and it's good for you. You'll be happy in this world, and it's good for you in the world to come. But regarding Yerushalayim, it doesn't say it's going to be good for you. Fine. So now that we started these statements from Chiyab Amr Shmeida Ula, we're keeping them up, we're saying a, a bunch of them. A person should always live in the place where his Rabbi lives. Why? The whole time that Shimon and Gera, the Rabbi of Shlema Melech, was alive, then Shlema didn't marry Basparo. We know that Shlema married Basparo. The Midrash says from that point, there was a, a mako that was thrown into the river and from there created Rome. And there was the beginning of the Chorban Beis Amikdash. Vatanya, al-Yodor, aye, but the Bryce says you shouldn't live in the place your Rebbe lives. It's a stiro. You should live, you shouldn't live. And so the Gemara Lekash, it's not difficult. Had a kayifle, if you're going to listen to him, so the Nevada, you should live where he lives. Had a kayifle, but if you're not going to listen to your Rebbe, then it's better not to live next to him. It's better to be a shegig as opposed to a mazid. <laughs> You should live in a place where you can rabbi lives. So, you can be around him. Listen. Then it's better not to live near him. So you'll be a shogi. So you'll be a shogi because it's That's how Rashi learns. That's crazy. Yeah? Now, continues the Gemara. Amr of What's it mean that the people who leave Hashem should be destroyed? This is a person that's reading Kriya Satorah in Shul and they leave in the middle of Kriya Satorah. They should be destroyed. It's also to leave the base of Knesset when they're leaning. When they're leaning the Torah, you can't leave. Rabbi Abou Nothik bin Gavra the Gavra. Rabbi Abou said a Chiddush that bin Gavra the Gavra between each Aliyah, then you're yes able to leave. It's only during the Sman Kriya. During the Sman Kriya, then it's also. Boyer of Papa. Rapapa has to Kasha bin Psukla Psukla Mahu. If between each pasuk, what's the din? Our answer is teku. It's not clear. This is a pella. The rush says savik deraisa the chumra here. It's a pella. What's it mean savik deraisa the chumra? Kriya is a takan of Ezra. It's a takan. It's kriya is takan of Ezra. 
It's a dinder abanan. So some of the peskim say the matamisha maybe says because it's different kabbalah. So different kabbalah. We also say sabbat kumra. But even here, the Rebbein Yuna says that this kula doesn't apply because Bein Psuka the Psuka the Rebbein Yuna says that's when there was a targum. So while there was the, they were translating it between each pasuk, so then while they were in metargumid, that was the question: Can you leave? But nowadays we don't have someone saying the targum of each pasuk between the kriya. Therefore, the whole din doesn't apply nowadays. Rav Sheishes Mahada Ape Vagoris. Rav Sheishes turned his head. When he would steig, he would say, we're steiging, we're learning, and they're doing their own thing. There's a big shayla here that the priest can talk about. Are you allowed to learn during Kriya Torah? There's five different approaches here in the Rishonim. What the din is, the pashtis is, that it's really not pashit, you shouldn't do it. Maybe there's a heter if you started learning before the Kriya Torah, maybe, but pashtis, there's not, you shouldn't do it. The biggest kula, the biggest leniency is because it's Teras Manasan. We don't have that nowadays. Teras Manasan is a person like Rabbi Shimba Yochai that all they did was learn. They were even part from Tefillah, so also part from Kriyas Torah. There is a Shaila, what about Shnei Mikra Echad Targum? It sounds like Shnei Mikra Echad Targum, maybe there is a Heter, even if you're not keeping up with the Balkur, as long as you're keeping up within the Parsha, maybe it could be, you could be Mekel. But uh, it's a discussion beyond the context of Nafiyimi. Fine. Something to be aware of. Pointing your directions. If you want more Makayim, let's look in the Orachayim, it's in Rish Pehei. Amar Rav Huna bar Yehuda, Amar Rebbe Ami. Rav Huna bar Yehuda said in the name of Ami, Le'elam yashlim adam parshiyesa v'metzibu shnei mikra v'achatargam. A person has to learn shnei mikra v'achatargam. Shnei mikra v'achatargam is not a choice, it's a simen in Shulchan Aruch. It's a halacha paskin in Rambam. You have to read Yishuk's parsha twice in Hebrew and once in the Targum. Tisa says that Targum has to be Targum Unklus. It has to be Targum Unklus. Um, nowadays, Shulchan Aruch brings discussion. Maybe Rashi is better because Rashi brings the Majashi Chazal. Targum goes on every Pasuk. So it's a discussion. One second, no. It's not considered Targum. So there are different opinions of what you should do. The Mishabura says that Yerushalayim and the both Targum and Rashi. Um, the Haitiga Puskim, the current Puskim, the modern Puskim say that if you read, let's say, an art scroll, an art scroll in English, there's a room to be lenient because even though it's an Unkus, it has the Maila of Rashi because, let's say, the Chumish, the, the, the art scroll of Chumish is based off of the Perish Rashi, and since it's based off the Perish Rashi and it is a translation of every word, that could be, you know, just as qualitatively good as. The Targum that the, they're talking about. It was, I'm willing, only, it was only for So good, good. So now I'm willing. I'm willing to take responsibility for that kula. If you guys want to use that kula, one second, one second, guys. Afterwards, I'm throwing out. I'm throwing out side information. If it's a question the the feeling me, I'm happy to take. But if you want to ask halachic we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We have time. I'm here late tonight. So now, vafilu ateres v'divun, and says the. It says the, the Gemara, even at Teres of Adivun, which are names of cities which don't have a Targum Unklus, so nonetheless, so nonetheless, you have to read them, you just read the Targum, and it says the Teres of Adivun. Because if you read, you have an Arichas Yomim. Again, another Brach of Arichas Yomim. Unbelievable, twice this week. 
Now there's a Chayla here, the Rosh brings already that a Teres Vedivan, we do have a Targum Unklas for. Tzitzit says we don't have a Targum Unklas for, we have a Targum Yerushalmi. The, I don't know, the Piskim are a little upset about it. Zamata Misha also here that told, says that maybe the Targum Unklas is really from the Targum Yerushalmi to Targum what happened. But we do have a Teres Vedivan, there is a Targum Unklas for. Rabbi Barabai wanted to finish his parshius of the whole year on Erev Yom Kippur. So but Rav said from Divsi said to him, It says that you should have an inui, you should cause yourself to suffer on the ninth of the month in the evening. We fast on the 9th of Tishrei. We don't fast on the 9th of Tishrei. We fast on the 10th of Tishrei. The 10th of Tishrei is in Kippur. So what's the Pasuk mean that you should make yourself suffer on the 9th? Rather, it's teaching you that if you eat and drink, anyone who eats and drinks on the 9th, the Torah considers it tantamount like you fasted on the 9th and the 10th. And therefore, you don't have time you, Rav Bar Rav, don't have time, and I'm sorry, you, Rav Bibi Barabai, don't have time to do the whole Shnai Mikra for the whole year of Yom Kippur because you have to eat and you have to drink. So, Sabalak de Mune, so he thought maybe I'll do it earlier, I'll do the Shabbosas beforehand. Suddenly, Hau Saba said to him, Hau Saba literally means an old man, there's a Tesis in Chul and Davav, that's every time that Shah says Hau Saba means Eliyahu Anavi. Yeah? Tanina was talking to Mishnah, Bilvud Shalayakti Mishnayacher. So you can't do it early and you can't do it late. So if you can't do it early, so you can't do it, you know, the Shabbos is previous. So could Amalu Rabbi Yeshua ben Nevi, like Rabbi Yeshua ben Nevi said, to his sons, you should go ahead and you should finish and you should go ahead and you should also be cautious with the vreedin. When you shecht an animal, you should make sure not just to shecht the kond and the veshet, the windpipe and the... I don't know how do you say the the veshet in English. The place, no, the place where the gut, where the, the, not the trachea, where the the esophagus. esophagus. Yeah, but also the the veins that go on the side to make sure to empty out all the blood so you don't come to an iser of eating dam. Rabbi Yehuda, like Rabbi Yehuda said, the Tanan, Rabbi Yehuda was taught in the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda, Eme, Rabbi Yehuda said, that you have to be very cautious to shecht all the vreedin. The his haru bezalkin sheshochach talmudei machmas einsel. And you also have to be very cautious with an old man that forgot his learning due to oinus against his will. He got sick. He got old. The aminan, like we say, luchus, that the luchus, the second commandments, which were whole, that Moshe being brought down on Yom Kippur, the shivrei luchus and the brochen luchus from the first of luchus rishonis munachas ba'aron. They're both placed in the Aaron Kodesh, so you have to treat it with kavod. Here, the Mepharshim speak out that it's not just an old person that forgot his learning, but even a young person. Just normally, it's a person who loses the limon when they were older, but even if it was younger, Shibri Luchis, you have to be Mechabed, you have to honor. Amr Luhu Rovah B'denei. Rovah said to his children, Kshatim Chutchin Basar, when you cut meat, Al Tichtichu Al Gavayad. You shouldn't cut on the back of your hand. Right? Now, why shouldn't you cut the meat on the back of your hand? You should cut on a table. Why? So they said. I mean, you shouldn't hold the meat in your hand and cut it, right? Don't cut on the yard, you should cut on the table. Why? Some people said you might cut, cut yourself and it's dangerous. Or you might just cut yourself a little bit. So it's not, it's not sakana, but you're going to grow everyone out. A little bit of blood is going to drip in. 
and you shouldn't sit on an Aramean bed, on a bed of an Aramean. And you shouldn't pass the back of a shul when the shul, when everyone's davening. Okay. Now, we're going to go ahead and explain what's that mean, not to sit on a mita aramis. What's it mean that you shouldn't sit on an Aramean bed? Some people said that means that you shouldn't sleep without Kriyashima. You have to make sure you say Kriyashima. Some people say you shouldn't marry a Gioras. Why? So the Mepharshim speak out here, maybe the Rosh, but if you marry a Gioras, so the Gemara says that for up to ten generations, a person still feels connected to the nations of the world. So you're going to have to be sensitive how you speak. So if you marry a Gioras, you're going to have to be sensitive how you speak. So that's why you should marry her. So you can just talk however you want without that sensitivity. Fine. Vigida Amri, obviously, if you speak sensitively anyway, then there's no reason not to. It has nothing to do with an Aramean. That's what it means. Aramean is just a colloquialism for referring to a non Jew. Huh? Wait one second, that's the next case. Vigida Amri, and some say, Aramis Mamish. It really means to say, don't sit on the bed of an Aramean lady. Why? Because there's an incident with Rav Papa. What was the incident with Rav Papa? Rav Papa also the Gabi Aramis. There's a Rav Papa went to an Aramean lady, who mita. He she brought out a bed. She said, "Come sit, Rav Papa." Amrelai, Shev. She said, "Come sit." Amrelai. So he responded to her. Amita. He said, "I'm not sitting until you go ahead and lift up the mattress." Amita. She lifted up the mattress. The motzah shantinok meis. And they found a dead baby underneath. This is spoken out. There's a Gemara in other places. The Mepharshim speak out here already that what happened was that Rapapa was going to collect a loan. So this lady put a dead child underneath the bed. So when she came, she would go ahead and say, sit on the bed. And then she would say, look, Rapapa killed my son. And that way she was get out and get out of paying the loan. That way Rapapa said, Rapapa caught the trick. He saw something was happening. And called her out on it. So there, after that, after this incident, the Chachamim said, the sages said, You can't sit on the bed of an Aramean lady. Fine. You can't pass behind the back of a shul when the community is davening. This is support for Rabbi Yeshuv and Levi. The Amr Rabbi Yeshuv and Levi. Because Rabbi Yeshuv and Levi said, It's also the, right, the same thing. It's also the pass behind the back of a shul when everyone's davening. Right? It looks like you don't care. You don't want to daven. So if you're walking in the back of shul, there's the only one shul here. Everyone sees you walking past. Well, you're not coming to daven with us. Khaifer, he doesn't care about mitzvahs. He doesn't care about Hashem. He needs Shana Bet. Right? Whatever the answer is. Amr Abayis, Abayis said, Le'omron adaleka pischa achrina. There's only a saying where there's only one entrance to the shul, so it's clear you're not going to the shul. Aval ika pischa achrina. But if there's a different entrance to the shul, so maybe you're going to go in the other entrance, then that's not bad, then it's much to go in the back of the shul. Le'omron adaleka beikinishta achrina. And that's only when there's no other shul in the neighborhood. Because then we know you're not davening. Aval ika beikinishta achrina. But if there's another shul in the neighborhood, then that's not bad. You can do whatever you want. And this also is only saying when you're not carrying a load and when you're not running and when you're not wearing tefillin. 
But if there's one of these, we don't care. Why? Because if you're carrying something, it's very clear. The reason you're not coming to Shul right now is because you have this heavy load. And if you're running, it must be that something urgent came up. So then we can be down the cuffs close. You're not going in. And if you're wearing twillin, so obviously you're not a kaifer b'mitzvah. Because you would, uh, you're makbit to wear twillin. So if you're makbit to wear twillin, then we can assume that something is happening. There's a reason why you can't come to twillin. The, to twillin b'tzivah. Is it people living as far as the two doors? What's the two doors? Two doors all the way back? Ah, there's two different doors, yeah. two different entrances, so even if you're not walking past one, so it could be you're going to come in the other one. So you can walk past the back of the shul. What happened? So the back of the shul, this is the Aram Kedish. This is the Aram Kedish. This is the back of the shul. So you're outside the shul, you can't walk past the back of the shul because, right, if you go in the other, if you go in the other door, no, you're not in the shul. Exactly. So now, comes along the Heilige Gemara and he continues. Tanya Amir Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva now is going to praise the nations of the world. Beshlishet Dvorim, the three different things, O Avaniyas Hamadiyim. The three things that I love about the nation of Madai. Right? Who was from the nation of Madai? Achashverosh Haman. That was Madai. Now, right? Correct. Now, the three things that we're going to praise them, you'll see soon why we're bringing this up. Number one, Shechuychin Esabasar, when they cut meat. They go ahead, they'll cut on the table. They won't cut in their hands. Right? Unbelievable. Beautiful meters. Right? They're sensitive to the fact they don't wanna they don't wanna they don't wanna bleed on your food. when they kiss each other, The Mafarshim speak out different reason what's the Maya that is kicking a kissing on the back of the hand. The Pashat Pshad is because it's a derch covered. They kick kiss you on the back of the hand, it's a derch covered. When they take advice from each other, and they only give advice out in the field. Now, why is that? A, how do we know it's a good thing? In a certain way, it seems silly, right? If the whole issue, why would you give advice out in the field? Because inside the house, someone might be listening. But if you go out into the field, so then that's all the more suspicious, right? So Amar of Adabar Ava, my Rav Adabar Ava says, if you that's something positive. To arise, arouse suspicion because you go out into the field, you have to support that this is something to praise with. So that they bring a pasuk, that Yaakov, when he wanted to run away from Lavan, so then he called them all out to the field and he said, Listen, come meet me in the field. So that we see is something positive. Tanya, I'm going Remingaliel said as follows: The three things I love about the Parsim. Now that we start talking about the different things that we love about the nations of the world, now we're talking about a different nation. No, the first was Madai, now it's Pras. Who's this? Who is this? And he was after the Median Empire. Yes. Hinsnuin ba'achilasan, the modest in how they eat, vitsnuin bebeisakisei, and the modest how they relieve themselves. And they're modest about how they have uh, relations. Yeah, marital relations. Yeah. Comes along the Gemara. How do they know? Rashi says Tashmish. Rashi says Tashmish. Marital relations. Yeah, very the Mafashim speak out that they used to have marital relations being clothed. In the clothes, that was that was the that was the the it's modesty. It's no, it's actually opposite in halacha. Yeah. So why are we 
Because we praise modesty. Well, also in Hanukkah, there's certain modesty rules when it comes to marital relations. We'll talk about it. Now, even though we praise all of these people, we just right, we just went ahead and praised them. The the Parsiim says the Gemara, don't think that just because we praise them because they're modest, that's going to save them from Gehenna. It's not true. They're headed to Gehenna. How do I know? I commanded to my, my Muktashai that what? Then regards to Bavil, we, we, we called Pras, Pras Madai, the go destroy them, right? Antani Rabbi Yasef, Elu Parsim, who are the, 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 the Mukudashai? These are the Parsim. So why do we call the Parsim Mukudashim? Hamukudashim was one in the Gehenim. They set aside and prepared to go to Gehenim. So even though they were Tznuim and they were praised by Chazal, Nonetheless, they're headed to Gehenna. Now, why are they going to Gehenna if they were praised by Chazal? So the Mephashim speak out here, because they did it, not the Shem Shemayim, they did it out of their own concepts of modesty, and therefore you don't get tzchar for that. Why are they praising them? For the Midos. That's Mephush in the Rambam. That's Mephush in the Rambam. Now, now, correct. You have to do it with the Shem Shemayim. Correct. It's a Rambam. Now, the Ritva also says this, there's a brisket rub on it, fine. Now, comes along, comes along the Gemara, back into things. So Gamliel said that you can say Kriyashma until, remember this? Kriyashma. Uh, Gamliel said you can say Kriyashma until Allah Sashachar. Wow. Right? He's our third opinion. We're back into the Mishnah. So I'm Rabbi Huda, I'm a Shmuel. Rabbi Huda said in the name of Shmuel, Halacha Kerubin Gamliel. The Halacha is like Kerubin Gamliel, that you can say Kriyashma until Allah Sashachar. There are times where a person can read Kriyashma twice in one night, once before Alois, and one after Alois, he could, he could discharge himself of the obligation one of day and one of night. So now, the Gemara is going to ask, put on your seatbelts, let's see what the Gemara says. And we'll understand, yeah? Hagufa Kasha, this is a contradiction. I mean, there's an inherent contradiction. You're telling me that a person read Kriyashma twice at night. So, obviously, then, that after Allah's Shachar has to be Laila. So, at one hand, you're calling it Laila. On the other hand, you're saying that he discharges his obligation, he fulfills his obligation of Kriyashma Bayyim. How could that be? It's Laila or is it Yom? So if he's discharging his obligation of day, so it has to be that after Alyssa Shachar is day. So what is it? Make up your mind. Answers the Gemara, it's not true. Obviously, even after Alyssa Shachar, it's still night. So how come it's called Yom? So he could fulfill his obligation of There's still people getting up. And since the people are getting up already, even though on a technical level it's still nighttime, regarding Kriyashma, that's already called of Kumecha to fulfill your Shachris, your Kriyashma Shachris. Amr of Achabar Hanino, if Achabar Hanino said, Amr of Yeshub and Navy, the name of Yeshub and Navy, Halacha Kribshim and Bayochai. The Halacha is like Kribshim and Bayochai, that you could do this. If you read Kriyashma before Allah Sashachar and after Allah Sashachar, you fulfilled your Kriyiv twice. You have to say it after Korosa Geva, you have to say it after, Mishit, uh, after you can be Mishiachim and Chilis Le'lovon. Right? But in the, regarding the Gemara... Yes, maybe. 
Okay, one more minute, two more minutes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Some people taught regarding regarding this din, the Tanya, it was taught in a price that Rabshim Khayrima, Rabshim Khai says, Mishuma Bikiva, the name of Yakiva. Pamim Shalom Kur Krishma Shte Pamim Bayuim. There's some time where a person reads Krishna twice during the day. Achas Kurima Nitzacham, one before Nates, the Achas the Achanates, one after Nates. The and he fulfills his obligation one of day and one of night. So here it's the opposite, right? The Pashtis were calling after Allah's Yim. But you could still discharge your obligation of night. So it's the inverse. Hagufa Kashas, now we're going to ask the same question. Right? If we're calling it that you can read it twice during the day, it must be that before Nitzacham and after Allah's it's called daytime. Nonetheless, you're telling me I can discharge my obligation one of day and one of night. So I'm a Laylahu. So it must be that after Alois, before Nate, it's called Layla. And so the Gemara, really it's night. I'm day, I'm sorry. And that which is called night, because the people who are still sleeping during that time period. And here we have a different statement. Rav Acha said in the name of Chanina, in the name of Yeshua Navi, the Nachas like Rav Shimon, in the name of Rabbi Akiva. Shkayach.